In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This night, on Good Friday, it truly is an evening of great lamentation. We lament the agony, we lament the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ, what He endured for all of us on our behalf. But even as I conclude that last statement, it also tells us that it's not only an evening of lamenting. It has to be mixed with an evening of great rejoicing. All that he did was on our behalf. Listen to the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Despising the shame. And has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. That phrase, looking unto Jesus. Who for the joy set before him. Endured the cross has been in my heart for months now. Most of this year, as we went through the book of Hebrews, we saw it and talked about it. I heard about it at the clergy retreat in February that I'll mention to you in just a minute. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What was his joy? Now some could answer and they would be right. There would be through the cross... That our Lord Jesus Christ would be made for us our one and eternal great high priest. The one who would take the very blood shed on this evening from that very cross. And take it as he would go into heaven. Once he ascends with his own blood. Go before the eternal tabernacle. And present his blood to the Father. For the remission of all of our sins. For the covering of all of our sins, the washing away of guilt, and the cleansing of our conscience. For all that we have done to separate ourselves from God. And they'd be right to say that it was for the joy of that, that he endured the cross. He also endured the cross for the joy that he would become for us through his endurance through the cross. Our mediator and advocate that we hear about every Mass. Which means he eternally stands in between God the Father and all of His people. And our Lord Jesus Christ pleads our case and pleads for mercy on behalf of us that we remain united with the Holy Trinity for all eternity. And you'd be right to say it was for that joy. Others would even answer that it was for the joy that not only would He become the covenant sacrifice, the Lamb of God slain for us, and he would also become the covenant meal. That he would take bread and wine and through what he does on the cross, make it his body and his blood and nourish us towards eternity. Life us with himself. And you'd be right that it was for that joy that he endured the immense suffering and shame of the cross. But I want us to go one step further. Because all of those heavenly positions that Christ is in because of His enduring the cross. You have to see ultimately the joy that was in Him. 
that helped him endure the cross, for which he endured the cross. Because each of those heavenly positions, great high priest, mediator, mediator and advocate, covenant sacrifice and covenant meal, who is it all for? You. You are the joy. You are the joy for which he endured the sufferings of the cross. The joy he had in your creation. The compassion he had in your lowly estate since the fall. It was for joy that he did this. You are his joy. I am his joy. Bishop Irenae, who taught us, Bishop from Rocor, who taught us at the clergy retreat, he even made it more specific. He said on the cross was the Alpha and the Omega, the timeless one, slain before the foundation of the world, we're told in Scripture. When he was on the cross, it wasn't just that you were his joy, he had you by name. Your name was in his mind. Your names were in his heart. To do this in order to redeem you. That's right, all of us who sit here in our besetting sins, all of us who sit here in our emotional brokenness, in our dysfunctions in this life, and in all of our true unworthiness, it was for the joy of all of us, even by name, that our Lord endured the agony and the shame of the cross. Why? Because it was for joy that He did this, that on the other side of the cross, he has now made the way for reunification to bring you, all of us who were lost, to be found back in Him, reunited with Him, that we may have the opportunity to dwell with the Holy Trinity for ages and ages throughout all eternity. My friends, this is how much God desires Why do we have trouble? Why do we have trouble seeing that kind of joy come our way? Why do we have trouble comprehending that God took such great joy in enduring the cross, pressing through for our deficiencies? Not the deficiencies. It's for us, His human creation, that He created in His image to grow in His likeness. It can only be done through union with Him. That's the joy. That's the desire of God for us all. Why do we have trouble accepting that? I know we intellectually get it. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean we accept it. It does not mean that we live it, embrace it, and experience that kind of love and joy flooding in and towards our lives because of this act tonight, this sacrifice. The truth is that not one of us is worthy of that joy. Not one of us is worthy of the sacrifice that we will see before us tonight. And yet it's in that sense of unworthiness that causes our problem of the reception of the love of God, the truth of God's holy gospel in the person of Jesus Christ. Why? Because my friends, in real life, and we have a mix of this in our lives, there is an unhealthy sense of unworthiness that is not of God. 
And then there is a healthy sense of unworthiness that is by His Holy Spirit. And in a lot of ways, there's only one main difference between the unhealthy and the healthy. You see, the unhealthy sense of unworthiness. There are places in us that are deceived or have become deceived by our own flesh and by our enemy himself. Deceived to the point where we see ourselves for who we truly are and we live in those areas of our soul with such shame. Pointing and saying, not only are you not worthy, how dare you think of approaching this Christ with your unworthiness? And so in that we keep Christ at arm's length in various aspects within our being. But then there's a healthy sense of unworthiness that's guided and led by the Holy Spirit. In fact, a gift, a truer humility. And that's where we see revealed to us the truths of our shortcomings, our wounds, our failures. But all of these things, as they become revealed to us, the Holy Spirit presses us to move toward Christ, who with joy endured the cross, to become the healer of all of these things in our lives. It presses us to come to Christ our God in earnest, in the same way that the tax collector, who was completely unworthy in the way that he lived among his people, the way that he treated his neighbor or cheated his neighbor, and what does he do? He falls down before God, not even looking into heaven, and beats his breast and cries out for mercy from God. His unworthiness drew him to ask mercy from the God of mercy. Or what about the woman with the issue of bleeding for years and years and years, shamed by society because of her uncleanness? And she wells up, I believe, both by revelation of who Christ is and her own blessed desperation to be healed. She presses through a multitude in her weak estate because she had the faith gifted to her that if I only touch the hem of his garment, this Christ is the one who heals and I'll be restored. I say it to you again. Because this is the message of Christ for us to see. You were the joy set before him. Through which he endured the cross. And it is his great joy. To share all of the benefits that come from that cross. And all of the benefits of his kingdom. To mend you. Heal you. Bind you up. And grow you in the likeness of God once again. I pray that as you come tonight and we reverence the crucifix of Lord Jesus Christ upon that cross. I pray that you come, yes, lamenting the great agony that he so chose to go through for our healing. But at the same time, may your hearts and minds be filled with joy and may it be revealed to you the express power of the joy of God in Jesus Christ. That he desires you that immeasurably. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.